Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Welcome back to the Agents of Mace podcast. My name is Luke, and as always, we have Drew and Elisa. Now, before we get into today's episode, I'd like to welcome you to the Agents of Mace podcast. If you are new here, we talk about all things Marvel. You can follow us on our social accounts. We post on Facebook very regularly, and we are getting more active on Instagram and Twitter. If you'd like to support this podcast, please check out our Patreon there you can get access to episodes early and you can also find exclusive content right now we are covering some legacy films starting with x-men all right now today's episode it's going to be a little bit strange uh, for a couple of reasons one of which uh due to the fact that we all have responsibilities we were not able to record this together um i was able to record my pieces later but because drew is the podcaster supreme you may not even notice that he'll do his editing magic so we'll make sure you enjoy this episode but on the bigger note we are talking about episode four and what if what if dr strange lost his heart instead of his hands so so much to talk about this episode i really hope you enjoy it so we'll get right into it hope you enjoy this new episode on what if Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Agents of Mace. Today we're talking about What If Episode 4. That is, what if Doctor Strange lost his heart instead of his hands? Which, boy oh boy, what a title right off the bat. Um, Yeah, and I really uh, follow up on the promise of the title. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I was confused at first because I was like, oh, is he going to be like Iron Man? That's what I kept thinking, and now that is far, far from what happens. Um, <laughs> this was the most depressing episode, I think. Um, Agreed. It was just, it starts off really sad, it ends really sad. I'm just like, oh, man, that sucks. Um, yeah, it it was like, it was sadder than last week, because like last week everyone died, basically. <laughs> but it's... It's more like something never really got a chance 
to happen. And so there's not a lot of like grieving people being left behind. There are a handful, of course, but this week we just got to see poor Dr. Strange like over and over and over again <laughs> in the absolute throes of grief. Yeah. It was very sad. Mm -hmm. it, was, it was rough. It was a rough go. Mm -hmm. uh, I guess kind of like mini recap of the episode. It it essentially started with the Doctor Strange movie. We see him driving his car. He gets in the car accident. But instead of him losing his hands, which I guess he doesn't really lose his hands. He just loses the ability to use him, whatever. Um, instead of losing his hands, his like love, the love of his life dies. And he still goes down the path of finding the mystics and becoming the Sorcerer Supreme. But then he learns that there's a way for him to obtain a bunch of more, a bunch more power and be able to potentially save the love of his life. Uh, and it doesn't work out. So that was a mini recap. Um, and then yeah, we'll just kind of jump to the beginning of the episode because boy, oh boy, <laughs> uh, it's ba it's we've seen it, right? It's basically the car crash from Doctor Strange. With the exception that uh, Christine is in the car with him. I had to yes. I had to go back and rewatch the beginning of Doctor Strange this afternoon because I was like, I don't think they were even like dating in no, the movie. I don't think they, so. Yeah, they had some like flirty banter and they implied that they had been together in the past. Mm -hmm. But maybe it ended kind of messily. Mm -hmm. And it's it's I, yeah. yeah, it's different circumstances too because in this show he was going to accept an award. Um she said that he had performed a hemispherectomy, which do you know what that is? No. <laughs> That's where, okay, this is the coolest thing, and I had to learn about this for one of my classes. It's where they remove half of your brain. What? Yes. Like, they take out half of a brain that is a uh, disease. It's usually people who suffer from seizures that occur strictly in one side of the brain. And they mostly do this on kids because kids' brains are plastic enough that the other side can learn to take over the functions of the missing side. It'll replace it? No. It's just like a half a brain. Whoa. And they're mostly pretty fun. What do you, do you, do you like, do they like pad the side that they took out so the I, other half doesn't like move around? I don't know what they do. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like they need to put like something like, like some gel. I know it can't be gel, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> like some kind of like a cushion. <laughs> so it's not just yeah, like, like a little plush half brain popping around in there. But yeah, <laughs> that's, that's what that is. <laughs> so that's crazy. He had done that <laughs> in the what if show. <laughs> And in the movie, he was going to, like, speak at some conference. Right. That's not as yeah, cool. Yeah, far less exciting, <laughs> right? <laughs> I guess they had to give him, like, a reason to, to go there. But I do think that the, the Doctor Strange we get in the beginning of this episode is a better, less full of himself Doctor Strange mm -hmm. than we get in the movie version. For sure. Christine's good for him. Yeah. Um... <laughs> And then very quickly she isn't because car crashes, she dies, and here's where I get lost a little bit. Okay. Okay. So in the movie, he loses his hands, or loses the ability to use his hands, 
and he tries all these different things and nothing's working. So then that leads him to the path of the mystics. And that's when he, you know, starts to learn about sorcery and all that jazz that he gets really good at because he's super good at everything because <laughs> he's Dr. Strange and then becomes Sorcerer Supreme. And that's the story we all know. I don't see the correlation <laughs> between losing a loved one and getting to the same place. Like the, the hands thing was like, they can heal your hands. That was the whole point was like, he was supposed to get there because they were supposed to be able to heal his hands mm -hmm. in some way. But this is like, you lost someone you loved I just don't see how that also leads to you being the Sorcerer Supreme. I could see maybe getting him to the Mystics. Yeah. But I don't see them being like, oh, we're going to train you up real good and you're going to be the Sorcerer Supreme. Because she calls him the Sorcerer Supreme in this, which mm -hmm. I don't think she does that in the MCU movies. I think he's just in charge of the Sanctum Santorum, but I don't think they ever refer to him as the Sorcerer Supreme. So I don't know what he's even in better in this. <laughs> So I I don't know. Yeah, it's a it's kind of a leap because I get in the movie he had basically exhausted all the avenues that were possible with medicine and science to heal his hands, but like for for being sad and upset and feeling lonely, like I guess he maybe like went to therapy and was like, no, this isn't good enough. Or maybe spent time with his friends, no, his family, no, and then he's like, what if I did magic about it? That's <laughs> yeah. It seems like the jump is a lot quicker. Yeah, it's because a little. There are far less things to try. It's a little different. My the only way I can connect it in my head is if uh, they were like doing some sort of like advertising, <laughs> like they were they were trying to reel him in because you know he's like destined to have that position. Oh, yeah. And so they're like, we can help you overcome anything. Like, oh, wanna bet? I'll... Join the Mystic Society. Yeah. We have cookies. <laughs> well yeah that that part lost lost me just a little bit um but all right so he go he goes there he learns the things he very quickly rises the ranks apparently um and is very quickly introduced to the eye of agamotto then i get i it kind of like skips time. Mm -hmm. Like we don't really see him training. We just see him like get there. And then we see him basically like get the eye of Agamotto and be in the Sanctum Santorum with uh, Wong. And then that's that they're just like, all right, now we're we've pat we've skipped all that. So yeah, we did the thing with Dormammu. We're ready to move on to. Yeah. New stuff. Yeah, they, yeah. <laughs> they quickly, yeah, they quickly, you know, kind of tiptoed over, like, oh yeah, by the way, he beat Dormammu. Um, Great. Anyway, <laughs> now he's now he's sad and he's drinking alcohol and he has the thing and basically it's it comes down to this decision: like, do you try to reverse time or do you not try to reverse time? This is very interesting that this is happening days after the release of the Spider-Man trailer <laughs> because boy, oh boy, is that exactly the same thing? Like here he is. Should I change something in the timeline or should I not? And in that, I mean, he does in the Spider-Man trailer. He 
goes straight down there and is like, yeah, totally, Peter. Like, I'll change time for you. <laughs> in this, he, like, kind of debates it and then immediately is like, yeah, I'm going to go back in time. <laughs> so goes back in time and then, boy, oh, boy, does it get rough. <laughs> just like you said at the beginning, I mean, it's just terrible Groundhog Day <laughs> over and over and over. Mm-hmm. His wife, or I guess not his wife, but his girlfriend we don't dies. Know. <laughs> and Oh, uh, yeah, that's true. But she dies. I mean, at one point, she dies. She They get to the party that they're, like, the whole thing is that he can't get to the party without her dying. Mm-hmm. Like, they try to take a different route. He gets hit by a different car. They take another route. They get hit by another car. They take the same route, but he doesn't swerve. He gets hit, still gets hit by the car. One time, they make it to the party, and she apparently just has a heart attack and dies. Just drops dead. Yeah. (laughs) So, it's like, there's just no... He doesn't pick her up one time, and the building explodes. Like, the universe is like, no. She's gonna die. Yeah. Such a wide variety of ways to die horribly. Yeah, I kept expecting it to end and because like we got it, Mm -hmm. like we understood what was happening, (laughs) but they just kept showing it to us. They were like, nah, here's some more. It's very telling that the heart attack is really the nicest way. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Out of all these deaths, that's the only one that I guess is at least sort of quick and it's not painless. Gosh, Uh, less violent. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, yes, it is less violent than all of the others. But also, like, aside from maybe the random explosion and murder, the least likely for somebody who's young and healthy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It did. I didn't understand what was happening because she they were literally dancing and then she was just like, did the classic, like, clutched her chest and then started to fall. And yeah. it was like, oh, wait, did she just die? Yeah, I mean, it <laughs> does happen. But... They weren't even dancing that hard. Mm-mm. It's like a slow dance. Right. <laughs> well, I think we're going to toss it over to Luke to hear his thoughts on the beginning of this episode. <laughs> All right. So going into my thoughts on the beginning of this episode. Um, First of all, I like Doctor Strange. Like, I th- really want to see more of of this character than what we have because his character is so complex. There's so much depth to this character. And I feel like we really haven't seen that within the MCU. Granted his film, I would just put it as decent. It's one that like, I don't mind revisiting from time to time, but it's not one of my favorite films in the MCU. But when you look at Dr. Strange and especially like the fight scenes that we, we get later on in the MCU, like it's so cool. But going into this episode, you know, the bulk of the beginning of this episode was kind of this slow burn. Like, where is this going to go? How is this going to pick up? Um, we're basically thrown into the Doctor Strange film. We know that he's going to go to this event, but now we see something different. Now we're seeing him joined um, with Christine to go to this party. And we get so many cool side-by-side comparisons. Um, but, you know, that's that's where, like, this one can throw users off I think is is it is such a slow burn you're getting this repeated motion of the crash the car crash that we see um, matching matching what happens in the Doctor Strange film but we get some different scenarios as well Um, going into some Easter eggs here uh, one of which is a scenario 
where I believe Dr. Strange doesn't even go to the event. Um, he sees on the news about the death of Christine. But we get a nod to Iron Man and Iron Man 2 with the reporter on the television, um, which was kind of cool. Um, that was a nice little, small little nod that we get to see there. But I think what's really cool is this does set up the tone of this, of this episode is the fact that we see this in a lot of other movies and shows. One of which, especially getting at the time, like generally time travels revolving around something. Someone wants to change something in the past or maybe in the future. Uh, in this case, it's a death, but it's an absolute point in time. We can't change it. It's un, like, uh, like we get, it's unchangeable. It's unmovable. Uh, so, so getting into that tone was really fascinating. I do think a lot of this intro was a little bit uh, re repetitive. I don't think we need to see that many different scenarios, uh, being that this is a 30-minute episode. Um, so it if you can get past that slow burn, the rest of this, this uh, episode picks up. So I will say I do agree with you, Drew. I think we get a better version of Doctor Strange in this than the movie. And I think we're getting so many layers throughout this episode. I wish this one could have been an hour long. Uh, this is an episode that needs that depth. We need to really understand all the little intricate details of what's going on here because there's so many moments that I feel are just thrown away when we could have, we could have used an extra minute or two to really build out this story and what's going on. All right. Well, moving on from the beginning of the episode, we'll kind of get into the meat, if you will, of this episode, uh, which all for me at least starts when, he decides to go looking for this long lost library. Um, it's interesting because this is a name that we've heard before. Um, I'm going to read it so I make sure I say it right. Caligiostro. That's closer Caligiostro. than I think I would get. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's, it's interesting because this is the author if i'm not mistaken of the book that he reads in doctor strange the movie uh when he's learning about time and stuff like that in the comics this guy is actually the one who found the eye of agamotto first um it's interesting because there is a moment where he meets like the keeper of the library obeng and uh in the comics Obang is Caligiostro. So it's just like another name, I guess, that he uses. So there's a moment when he's like, oh, are you Caligiostro? And he's like, I don't know. <laughs> and so I was like, oh, okay, I get it. He is, but he's not saying it. Uh, then all of a sudden we just get like this weird... First of all, is he a super, like a speed reader? Yeah. He pulls all those books off the shelves and just like, nope, 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 nope. And I was like, how is he reading them so fast? Um, he has no laugh. He never watched a game show. This is all he's ever done. <laughs> he did finally find the one that he wanted, uh, which was time manipulation, um, which I don't know. If you noticed, but the page that he opens it to is the same page from, again, the Doctor Strange movie. It has the same, like, symbol on it. And then when he flips the page, 
the page on the back looks a lot like one of the pages that I'm pretty sure we saw in uh, WandaVision in the witchy book. Yeah, there was a lot of parallels, I thought, between this episode and WandaVision. Yeah. With, like, uh, them trying to use their powers to, like, deal with their grief and bring back what they lost. And, of course, Mm -hmm. just having an utter meltdown at multiple points during the story. (laughs) It was, yeah, it was very, very similar. I even saw somebody, I think it was a post on Twitter, where they had compared screenshots from the two shows. And there were so many that were so similar. (laughs) Well, I noticed, because, so I noticed the book and then immediately... For pretty much the rest of the episode, this Doctor Strange has read magic. And so I kept thinking, like, oh, is this supposed to be, like, Scarlet Witchy magic that he's using? Or he's pulling from because it's so red? Um, so, I, I don't know. I I don't know if that, that is what it was supposed to be. That's what I thought. I but. thought maybe it was just like, this is bad magic. This is the color of bad magic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Classic. Red is bad. Mm-hmm. But then orange is good. So I don't, not too far off. But green uh, is also bad. <laughs> yes, of course. <laughs> um, I did want to point out something that I saw somebody post about. Um, did you catch the Doctor Who reference? <gasps> No. How did this happen? Okay, what was the Doctor Who reference? Uh, so they keep telling him that you can't change an absolute point. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess in Doctor Who, there's something like that where like yeah. you can't change the death of somebody. I don't know. I haven't watched Doctor Who. But... Yeah, they talk about a few different things being uh, fixed points in time. Like mm-hmm. one of them is uh, the time war between the time lords and the Daleks. That's the only so one I that think comes that, <laughs> I think that this was supposed to be like a little nod to that because they made such a point to say it like that. Mm-hmm. He kept saying this is a fixed point um, or an absolute point, not a fixed point. Yeah. So that was like their wording around saying fixed point. But I actually had initially point. written fixed point and then I realized that they were saying absolute point and I was having to like scratch it out and put absolute. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I read that and I was like, oh. I wonder if Elisa caught that. <gasps> I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, we get to see a kind of kind of fun, but also just it annoyed me a little bit because I wanted more out of it. Oh, boy. But we get to see this montage of him pulling up all of these powerful beings and and basically like absorbing them. I wanted there to be a connection between all these beings and something in the Marvel Universe. So I'm going to read the list of beings and then I'm going to read the poorly thrown together list of what I am connecting them to so that any anyone else out there that's like me and wanted more, maybe this will fill that gap. I figured one of you two uh, would do this. <laughs> so we see... Uh, well, first we see the tentacle monster again from episode one. The Nazi so, octopus, that's his name. <laughs> exactly, yeah. So we already know that one. But he was too strong, so then he has to bring up some smaller ones. So in order, we have a gnome, we have a bug with a cape, we have a raven, a dragon, a two-headed goat, a deer skeleton man, a man bat, an elk, another dragon, a wolf, a snake, and then sort of like a gobbledygook of 
things that like I paused each one, but like I couldn't really tell what it was supposed to be. So we'll get to that once we get to it. But so going back through those, I, I looked up each one and if it was a reference to anything in the Marvel universe, I'm pretty sure there were two that I could find that I was like, this seems like a reference. The rest of them totally just <laughs> pulling stuff together. Hopefully it fits. So for the gnome, gnomes are in Marvel. They're creatures from the Outworld, uh, which is one of the nine realms. Oh. So, and they do look a little creepy, and that gnome was a little creepy. So Small, I was like, angry. okay, maybe we'll see those gnomes again in like Thor, Love, and Thunder or something. <laughs> I'm hoping, I don't know. That's my hope. The bug with a cape, couldn't find anything. No idea. I assume it was just for him to get the cape. It's, and that was... it's from the Animal Avengers that we're working towards. <laughs> That's Doctor Strange. Doctor Sting Range. I don't know. Yes. <laughs> That's his name. Um, so we got a six-eyed raven. This is one that I just sort of made up for my own sake, what I think it was. I think that it was a nod to Raven, the uh, DC character from the Teen Titans because her father is a giant monster and he has six eyes. And whenever she takes her like weird, crazy Raven form, she has the six eyes too. So that's what I made up for the Raven, (laughs) the dragon, obviously, right? Like this has to be a nod to the fact that Benedict Cumberbatch was the voice of Smaug in the Lord of the Rings Hobbit movies. I don't even think about that. (laughs) So maybe that's made up. Maybe it's true. I don't know. Um, there was a two-headed goat, which I don't know if it was two-headed or if it was just two goats, but I kind of threw in there that maybe it's Thor's goats, Tooth Nasher and Tooth Grinder. Um, Sam, I had thought I that know. they were maybe deers. Oh, maybe they were. But maybe goats. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, the deer skeleton man is the only one that I could find that was confirmed, well, confirmed by fans. Um... But they say that it was supposed to be Sumaket, which is a villain from the Marvel Universe. Mm-hmm. I don't know a whole lot about Sumaket, but whose villain that was, was the only... that? I don't know. I don't know. I should have done more research on it, but <laughs> I was just like, well, at least that one's confirmed. Um, the second or the one after that was a man bat, mm-hmm. which I wrote man bat as just a way of reminding myself to look it up. <laughs> Um, but when I looked it up, Man Bat is actually a Spider-Man villain. Really? <laughs> so I was like, oh, okay, well, okay, well, maybe that's what that is. <laughs> that's the only one I took any notes about because I wrote Texas Bat Boy question mark. Was... <laughs> that was the only thing that came to mind. I was like, I remember him in the 90s. He was engaged to one of the Bush twins. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Man, oh. National in- Inquirer. Is that what it was? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I used to buy those. Most reliable reporting on the planet. The elk, I got nothing. The second dragon, I got nothing. Um, At this point, I did want to mention that we do get to see him becoming so powerful that he can hear the watcher Mm. or like sense that the watcher is like talking. I thought that was interesting. That was not something I expected to see at all in this series. It's one of the characters like interacting with the watcher. Right. And the watcher even stepping in and being like, I'm just supposed to watch this, even though it's a dumpster fire. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the Watcher definitely had like an actual role this episode, which was fun. I liked that. Um, 
after that we have a wolf and a snake neither one could i really find anything related to those that i mean it was just a wolf and a, if you look up snake marvel there's a thousand different characters that are snakes yeah. so yeah i was about to say i mean the only ones that would come to mind are the norse ones uh mm-hmm. fenris wolf and yorgamander but yeah i don't know if that was supposed to be them yeah um in the little like sort of blobby mess where it just shows like a bunch of little clips of dr strange absorbing other things i did want to point out that if you freeze it i think it's the the one right before the end uh it it has to be there's no way that it is not a darth maul reference he looks exactly like darth maul just purple instead of red they've been sneaking in a lot of star wars stuff yeah so i i'm pretty sure that that is an actual thing that that has to be but i didn't see anyone else put up that that was in there so i was like maybe we're the first ones to start <laughs> i mean we've called stuff before <laughs> and this whole sequence was like this is pretty unambiguously I, I hate to say evil because uh, later the ancient one says that he's misguided whenever he says it's his <laughs> evil twin. But like, there's there's no justifying this. He's absorbing separate beings for their power. He's essentially mm-hmm. like murdering all these other mystic or mythical creatures so that he can do this one really selfish and super dangerous thing. And he's been that centuries doing it. Yeah, like he has been warned repeatedly to not do this exact thing by people that he trusts. But then he's like, oh, they didn't know Christine. She was so cool. <laughs> yeah. That's his entire I, oh reasoning. <laughs> yeah, his whole argument was just like, what are you doing, man? That's not an argument. <laughs> they didn't know Christine. <laughs> so what? And then... I, not to get too far ahead, but even other strange is like, this is totally not about Christine anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, he finally gets all of these creatures sucked up inside of him. Pokemon so he style. has the power now. And he he summons the tentacle monster again and cuts off a bunch of its tentacles, which, okay, here's another thing. Mm-hmm. He wasn't powerful enough to do it before. But all he did was open the portal, wait for it to pull its tentacles through, and then close the portal. And it cut his tentacles off. He couldn't have done that before? I don't know. I I think the whole deal with them only like letting tentacles come out is that they don't know what its face looks like, and they're not going to show us. <laughs> yeah, true. But he, then he didn't... He absorbed the tentacles all weird, too. He, like, let them climb all over him, and then they... Like went into his. They like made a point to show us the one going into his neck. I was like, yeah, ugh. Yeah, eventually it just it was really gross. Whenever he was having all the new things, and yeah, again, not to get too far ahead of us, but I remember thinking, gosh, if he ever does get Christine back, she's not going to be happy with all of this. This is a lot. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Well, before we move on from here, because we. I guess the last thing we'll say about this before really before the the scene gets changed is he he learns that uh from the dying Oben Obang um that he's not whole that he's been split in half and he's living half a life and there's another Doctor Strange out there in the same universe which 
where's the TVA? What are we doing, TVA? Like, you're not fixing this stuff? Well, because <laughs> it's in like a, a different problem. universe. They don't have no TVA. Probably. <laughs> there might just be a TV over there where, like, it's the day after the Christmas party and everybody's wasted or something like that. Yeah. But They didn't notice the, like, branch timeline that then also had a branch timeline coming off of it. <laughs> like, that's... That's New York. It's probably fine. It's, it's all right. We'll deal with it tomorrow. Um, so, and that's that's kind of how this scene ends. Is he learns that, and uh, and it's like you know classic cartoon surprise face. So, we'll toss it over to Luke uh, to hear hear your thoughts about sort of the middle of this episode. You know, leading into getting into the middle of the episode, it gets really uh, wonky at points because it's, you know, it's trying to put put strange in the same scenario as the film is like he's going to go into the mystical arts. But the reasons in this don't really match up with the reasons that we get in the movie. And that kind of creates this oddness. But it is interesting to go into the depths of the magic again. Um, I will probably butcher the name Cagliostro. So we're, you know, he's on the search for the lost library of Cagliostro. Uh, but the question is, is do we actually see him within this? He's met with this character called Obin, Obin, Bing. Uh, again, probably not pronouncing this correctly. Is this person Cagliostro? Not 100% sure. Um, I believe in the comics, they are one and the same. But we don't really get that within this in the um, within this show. Um, Cagliostro in the comics even studied the Darkhold, which is the book that Wanda Wanda uh, has in at the end of WandaVision, which is kind of cool. So we get some more nods there, kind of connecting these characters. We definitely see uh, references to powers and talents that Strange has as well as Wanda within the Marvel comics. Uh, we see like when he's going through the the books, when he gets there, he's looking at telekinesis, transportation, teleportation, not very interested in those, but he's looking into time manipulation and we're getting deeper into this dark magic. We see in one of the books that he opens um, using uh, the symbol for time travel. Uh, we see this uh, symbol previously when he's studying how to use the eye of Agamotto. Agamotto. So really cool to see these nods as well. Um, he realizes that I need to absorb power. If I need to uh, prevent an absolute point in time, I need to absorb this power. So now we're going to see him uh, opening up this portal. Now, the first creature that we get, is it the same tentacle monster? More than likely it is. I mean, we don't really get too much other reference because we never see the face, but... It's possible it could not be that, but I feel like in the sake of this, I'm going to lean towards, yeah, I agree. This was, probably was the same tentacle being that we see uh, in the first episode, which is Suma Gorath. So we get some cheeky confrontation between the two. Hey, can I borrow your powers? Uh, do you mind sharing a tentacle or two? Uh, then realizing that he needs to be able to absorb these powers. But after he gets injured, he goes and meets with O. Obing again. Again, I'm probably pronouncing this wrong, which who's telling him that mystic beings do not bargain. Probably a nod that Steven tried to bargain with um, Dormammu and Doctor Strange. Am I pronouncing that correctly? Probably not, but forgive me. These these names are going to get uh, get crazy as we move on. 
so we're kind of getting some nods moving moving down into this episode of the connections within No Way Home, potentially even the later um, Doctor Strange movie that we'll get uh, next year. Um, dealing that we're going into timelines, multiple timelines, this multiverse, um, the allowance of two of your possible timelines to occur in one universe, which is what we're going to see here. It's essentially he's split in two. So we get this, we basically get this, um, you can almost think of it as like, you know, the anti uh, Dr. Strange. We're going to see two versions of Stephen Strange living this one timeline as they're approaching things a little bit differently. So this is when this show just gets bonkers because we're going to see Dr. Strange or this evil Dr. Strange absorbing all of these different beings and just go crazy. Now, I didn't look up into this, and maybe this is a fact check. I didn't see, like, is there something within the comic universe where we see this evil version of Doctor Strange in the same same look? Looking now, I don't think there is, but this could be referenced to, like, the Necromancer, who is an evil version of Steven from Counter-Earth. So maybe that was just a nod here. But we see what we think is Doctor Strange become this very evil-looking, menacing being which we find out that it is essentially just another half of steven so it's the evil half that we're seeing all right so now that dr strange or we know that there are two dr stranges we get to see who we can only assume is the good dr strange (laughs) and what he's been up to this whole time which hasn't really been a whole lot. Yeah, it's essentially the next day. <laughs> yeah, it seems like he literally left. He like didn't use the Eye of Agamotto. He set it down and he went to have tea with Wong. And then woke up the next day and walked outside and the earth is like melty. Turning into goop. Yeah, and floating <laughs> away. And it's just like, wow, okay. Uh, that was really fast. So (laughs) the ancient one comes and kind of explains the reverse side to him that Obang explained to evil strange. Um, or at this point, I guess I'll call him super strange. (laughs) And the ancient one just kind of explains like, Hey, there's two of you. If you don't stop him, he's going to destroy the universe. And there's nothing you can do about it. So you got to stop him. Then it seems like he basically like goes to the hidden library and immediately gets caught in a trap. Well, I guess we should back up because (laughs) Wong does give him like a protection spell on his face, which was the goofiest thing. (laughs) Like, why did it only go on his face? I don't understand but he did the protection spell, put it on his face, goes to the library, falls in a very obvious trap. And then we're pretty much at the like boss battle, which I thought was cool. I actually wrote a note about the Cape fight. (laughs) Um, I thought the Cape fight was like really like, I don't, it was more exciting than I expected to, capes flying around with each other would be <laughs> yeah my my note just says in all caps cape fun and about <laughs> and about eight exclamation points 
<laughs> Look, mine says the same thing, and I drew two little capes. <laughs> uh, I, I also drew pictures. Um, maybe I'll take pictures and post them, but I don't know. Um, I said that there's the cla- we have the classic cartoon villain beard, mm-hmm. where like good Doctor Strange has a rounded beard, mm-hmm. evil Doctor Strange has a pointy beard, and I was like, okay, all right. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> At what point do you begin the more angular shave whenever you're slowly turning evil? <laughs> <laughs> I get, yeah, maybe it's like halfway through. Mm-hmm. You just slowly start to just look at it and you're like, shape it. <laughs> gonna get a really really crisp blonde right here today i'm failing it uh dr evil well dr evil <laughs> su- super strange looks rough yes let's be honest mm-hmm. he comes out looking like i mean there's no way he's not the villain like <laughs> like he's been down on that coal mine with hank Pym from last week uh, yeah yeah yes that's exactly what he looked like Oh man, it was, it was a, you know, he slowly looked worse as we watched him like suck up all the creatures or whatever, but boy, oh boy. I feel like a regular (laughs) non-evil Doctor Strange kind of like recoils whenever he sees him as, whoa, (laughs) this is not a look for us. Yeah, he's like, ooh. You got a new evil cape (laughs) and... The very evil facial hair. Yeah, you gotta round out that beard. He hasn't slept in like 700 years. <laughs> yeah, we don't really know how long he he sucked up creatures for. Except They we, made it seem like days and days. But he said it was centuries, because he goes back out to see the other guy, and the other guy's dying of old age, and tells him that it's been hundreds of years that he's been in there, right. presumably without snacks. But he's a sorcerer, so I guess they have ways around that. <laughs> he just summons crackers. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> he can make all the books fly. He can make like <laughs> little lunchables, also, spins little pizzas out. <laughs> also, on that note, the this this episode had a lot of like really just classic com or cartoon tropes in it. Um, but another one was when Obeng was dying only difference to his character model was that he had white hair that was it that was the only way that they could be like oh he's old now he has white hair i was like what What? you couldn't make him look older you were just like nah he's got white hair he's old good magic keeps you pretty (laughs) i guess yeah uh well back to the fight the fight is one of the better fight scenes i think of the season so far I, th- I mean, it's always cool to see Doctor Strange use, like, all this cool magic. Mm-hmm. Um, we get to see him use the, like, little rope strands that he uses in uh, Endgame. We get to see him make, like, all kinds of shields. He's, like, throwing shields at one point to block Super Strange's, like, crazy fireballs. Mm-hmm. Um, I did feel bad when his cape came to save him uh, and then got like burned and torn apart and we never saw the cape again Mm -hmm. that was kind of sad um we love that cape just tack it on to the sadness of this episode (laughs) Uh, but the only thing i didn't like about the fight was at one point super strange tries to trick him by like taking on the form of his girlfriend and 
caressing his face, which like as soon as you realize that that's super strange, you're like, wait, did he go over and caress his face? Like, that's weird. Mm -hmm. But then, you know, normal strange was like, no, it's not. This isn't worth destroying the universe. Like, sorry, you are great, but you're not you. Mm -hmm. Then he gets like punched. And all of a sudden they're like miles above the earth hurtling towards it and super strange starts punching him and punching away the protective spell that's on his face mm -hmm. but with just punching him he's not using magic i thought the whole point of the protection spell is to protect him from magic so how is he physically punching the protection spell off of him maybe his strength is augmented by all of his magic and so it's in effect a magic punch uh yeah I, look, yeah like i don't know <laughs> i think they i like i because i had that thought but i was like surely they would have like put some like purple punch lines behind his fist or like something to show us that he was like magically punching him <laughs> other than just punching him and like knocking the the runes off his face <laughs> look we don't have the time we spent all that time putting the white hair on the dude we can't also make purple lines come off of the punches i forgot all the color budget was blown already <laughs> they used it <laughs> there is there is another really really weird thing in in this part especially whenever he turned into the girl for a second i think Based on the credits and based on the weird jump around, I think she turned into a different girl. Like, literally a oh. different character. Because in the credits, it says uh, that Leslie Bibb voiced uh, another character. I think her name was Christine Everhart. And I remembered that Leslie Bibb was the reporter in the first Iron Man movie. The one that, you know, kind of him hauls at Tony and then they, like, hook up. Yes. Um. And so I think, I think that literally her only line in that is after it jumps around for a second and the voice changes very, very slightly whenever she says, I love you. I think it was that Christine. Ooh. Yeah. I mean, that would make sense because we did see her earlier in the episode when Strange is at the bar, Super Strange is at the bar before he becomes Super Strange. Mm -hmm. um, and there, there's a reporter talking about the building exploding. Yeah. And it's that lady. So... I could be wrong, but I just, I think that she shifted just slightly and right. turned into other Christine. Again, could be totally off base about that, but that is right before he says you're not her. I think that's, I mean, that's cool. I may have to go back and like freeze frame it because I know what you're talking about when mm -hmm. it like glitches sort of. Yeah. All right. I got homework. You're going to go, go rewatch that scene. Also, I was watching that part on an iPhone, so <laughs> could be very, very off base. Well, well, that will be in the fact check for sure. Fact check. <laughs> um, this, this fight ends in probably the most, like, I don't know. It, it ended kind of anticlimactically for me. Like, I feel like Doctor Strange is putting up such a good fight, and then he just kind of, like, laid on the ground and made, like, a scared face while Super Strange wiped away his last protective rune and then absorbed him, like, okay. in a T-pose. <laughs> and then it was, like, the end of Aladdin. 
where the genie where Jafar like <laughs> wants to be a genie and becomes the genie and becomes all powerful mm-hmm. and then quickly realizes that he made a mistake because he you know resurrects his lost love but in resurrecting her transforms his body into like a giant grotesque monster it's just all of his little new buddies that he sucked up or like yeah squishing out into the world he's got a bunch of eyes it's kind of creepy um and she you know obviously reacts the way that you would expect her to react to waking up from being dead and seeing a giant like 30-eyed monster with wings and stuff hanging over you uh and she backs away you know this part was was rough because we get back into that like super depressing like we just you know we just i feel like the fight finally pulled us away from like the sad you're feeling sad for this guy mm-hmm. uh you're more like, yeah, get him, go Good Strange, and then Good Strange loses, and now you're back to Super Strange, and you're just like, ugh, this guy's the worst. But then quickly <laughs> you turn around and you feel terrible for him because you're like, oh, man, like, he just wanted to save this lady, and <laughs> he sort of saves her, but, like, at what cost? And then also, guess what? The universe is imploding, mm-hmm. which is literally what everyone told him would happen, <laughs> and he didn't listen, and so... He creates like a bubble shield to protect himself basically just long enough for the watcher to come in and be like, yo, I told you so, and I'm not helping you. (laughs) Bye. Yeah. Yeah. And bye. And then he floats away. Um, And strange. And what's her name? Christina. Christine. Christine. They get like crushed down into like a tiny little ball. And then she vanishes, and now he's just trapped in the little ball. Mm-hmm. I assume forever. I don't. I don't know. But then I started thinking, like, well, they didn't. Bl- I thought that they were gonna like have the little ball slowly like fizzle out into nothing. Mm-hmm. But that didn't happen. So I kept expecting the ball to like explode, like it was implying that it was all of the. The mass and potential energy of a new universe that was just going to like back out and like start all over again. But then it also didn't do that. So I was like, maybe he's the power stone because it was like purpley. Ooh, I didn't even think of that. Maybe he is the power stone because I kept thinking, I was like, well, they're, are they keeping him around for a reason? Like they didn't kill him. They didn't give us an idea of a story arc for him. They just sort of left him here to maybe be picked up in another t- episode or season or whatever. Maybe he's in the quantum realm. Like, we don't know. He's just in a purple ball somewhere. Maybe they do but nothing I, with I like him. That. Because yeah. his universe is gone now. Yeah. And the Watcher's just like, sorry, Patcha. <laughs> yeah, all right. There's one less universe I have to watch. Yeah, gosh, this is exhausting. <laughs> There's so many universes. <laughs> Well, before we we move on from the end here, uh, we'll toss it back over to Luke to hear what you thought about the end of the episode. Going now into kind of like the later half of the episode, uh, this is where things really pick up. I get a lot of 
anime Dragon Ball Z mixed with Harry Potter-ish vibes. This is definitely one of the cooler fight scenes that we get. Um, being able to see their powers and how they use them. You definitely, if you're an anime fan, you get a lot of this Dragon Ball Z X vibe. There's a lot of flying. They're throwing their powers at one another. The good version of Doctor Strange has this um, uh, this protection spell, which is really bizarre. It's this spell that's like only visible on his face, but when they actually start fighting, he's like the evil version is able to essentially just flick them off like it's nothing like is it what was the purpose of this spell like it seemed like it did absolutely nothing i wish they could have gone a little bit more depth to that or given more just more to that i mean it felt like just wasted time and space there's i don't know i don't get it um maybe there's more to that than we really know um but we see uh Similar spells, we see this lasso spell, which we see in, in Infinity War. Um, we see this magic turning from green to red. Uh, red in the MCU symbolizes chaos magic. Uh, so it's possible that Strange was using chaos magic here. But in the end, we kind of see this moment where the evil Strange absorbs the good Strange and becomes this uh super strange which again this kind of goes back to like dragon ball z is like he almost goes like super saiyan like um but he becomes this really bizarre looking creature and uh does get to meet with christine once more but you know christine is meant to die so they don't get to last together so we do get a um a very similar reference to wandavision uh, where Christine disappears, it kind of mirrors when Vision did the same thing in the WandaVision finale, which is kind of cool. And I think I think looking at the episode as a whole, I think we see uh, Stephen going through the same um, five stages of grief, like we see Wanda and WandaVision, denial, anger, bargaining, depression, and acceptance. So yeah, this this episode was just really bonkers. Very depressing episode. This was a very sad episode. Um, this this one definitely leaves you in the feels. Um, a rocky start because you're left with unsure of like where this is going to, okay, this is getting really exciting. We're getting more into this world of Doctor Strange. To the end is like, oh man, this is really cool. We're seeing some really cool fight scenes and it's getting a little scary a little bit. This is a very edgier episode. Um, again, we're seeing like it's not really connecting with the former episode, so unsure of where we're going here. Another highlight for me was we actually get to see uh, Strange interact with the Watcher, something I wasn't really expecting. Usually when we see the Watcher, we just see the shadowy figure, but in now we actually get to see more depth to his character and see his mouth and that he can talk and engage with, with these beings. So I'm very curious to see what we'll see in the future episodes. I believe we have five more left. So that was episode four. I keep waiting for one of these episodes to tie something together. <laughs> and I thought this episode was going to because we saw the tentacle monster. I thought like, surely there's going to like, is the tentacle monster going to come through with like Peggy shield or something like, woo, like something. I'm going to be no. so sad if this was Peggy's universe where she's Captain America and he just destroyed it. And we never get to see anything else with Captain Peggy. <laughs> Well, I did think like uh, when it when it shrank down and just left us at the end there, I was like, man, 
they should have saved this for the last episode and made us all real mad because we all would have thought like this is the universe that all this happened and then to clean it up they were just like eh, dr strange destroyed the universe <laughs> but i'm glad they didn't don't do that marvel um I, I do want to talk about something that I saw in the poster oh. that I don't know that I've seen before. And like, I'm sure that it's been there the whole time and I just missed it. Didn't notice it. Um, we see Ultron. Whose face is open. And it's vision inside of Ultron. Now, I, again, I'm assuming that this has been there from the beginning and I just have never noticed it. But when I saw it, my first thought was, I got to come up with a name for Vision Ultron. So I was like, oh, easy, Voltron. <laughs> well, quickly, I was like, well, we can't call him Voltron. That's already a thing. But I hope that he has a cool name. Like, I hope it's not just like I'm Vision <laughs> as Ultron or I'm Ultron controlling Vision. Like, it needs to have a cool mashup name. Because it looks like Vision wearing Ultron as armor. Hmm. I mean, Vision is basically Jarvis, so maybe it's like Ultra Jarvis. <laughs> Jarvtron. Jarvtron, that's it. <laughs> Jarvatron. It needs the ah. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. Jarvatron. I like that. Sounds like a Decepticon. Um, I, I wish that we could glean more information about like what episode we're going to get next. I wish that there was an in credit scene or some sort of tease or something. Cause it's like, I don't know. Like we could literally get anybody next. We could get somebody that we haven't even seen yet. Next. Like they could just be like, Oh, this is the, what if pepper pots was Thanos? I don't know. We could get it. You never know. It's what if, Hmm. <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty sure they're doing Gamora as Thanos. At least, again, that's in the poster, is Gamora as Thanos. Huh. But we already know Gamora's... Oh, no, I'm thinking about Loki. Gamora's the next season of Loki. So I don't... I, I don't know, but I am increasingly upset that these aren't tying together. <laughs> <laughs> I need some sort of thread to pull them all together. And I know we've talked about it, that like maybe they just won't, but I hope they do. I like these characters. I want them to like meet each other. Hmm. Maybe not super strange. Leave him <laughs> where he is, but everybody else pull them together. Everyone is welcome except for Doctor yeah. Strange. <laughs> yeah, and all the coffins from the last episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I. This episode was. It was really good and really well done, but it was just such a super bummer that <laughs> I can't even on its artistic merits I can't rate it as high as I would some of the other episodes because it was just so depressing to watch and again, that's not taking anything away I thought that these were some of the strongest performances so far this season oh yeah I mean you bring in these uh, English actors with the theater background and they are without exception really good voice actors <laughs> <laughs> They uh, are, yeah. And, like, Benedict Cumberbatch has already done a ton of voice work and other stuff. Like you said, Smaug. And uh, <laughs> he did the Grinch movie. 
And like other stuff. Um, Although, I think my favorite uh, deep cut Benedict Cumberbatch voice role was he did Alan Rickman's Snape voice on The Simpsons. Oh. I mean. (laughs) Which was cute. Yeah, that's pretty good. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And Tilda Swinton and like everybody was really, really good. And I thought that this was probably the most focused episode that we've seen Mm -hmm. so far. But still, I don't see myself revisiting this one very often. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it's like a really good slice of life serious drama movie. Mm-hmm. Like you watch it once, it hits you in all the feelings. You are invested in the characters, whether good invested or bad invested. Mm-hmm. And they make you feel all the way till the end. And then it's over and you're like, wow. I don't know that I'll ever want to feel that again, but good job show, especially for an animated show about superheroes and comic books. Half an like, hour long. I I did not expect it to go to a point where I was just like, oh my God, I feel so bad for him. Even when he was super strange. Like I said, at the end of, at the end of the episode, I felt so bad for him. I was like, oh man, not only are you terrible, but then you sucked up good strange. So now... There's nothing you can do. And then the universe exploded. Yeah. Or imploded, I guess. I kept, I like, kept oh like, my God. I kept hoping for some kind of reversal. Like maybe like Good Strange like pops up out of his neck. I was like, Christine, I'm still in here. I'm going to save the day, Christine. And, and no, it just, it ends with the destruction of the universe. It's mm. terrible. Well, it was interesting too, because I think even at one point the watcher says like, Hey, I wish that I could just punish you mm-hmm. uh, and and fix this, but I'm not going to. And so I was like, wait, so, but hold on, can you? Because he never said he couldn't. He said he wouldn't, mm. but he made it seem like he couldn't. So I was like, what's the answer? Can you? Can you not? Do you just not want to because you're the watcher and that's not your thing? Yeah, he's a watcher, not a doer. Uh, yeah, <laughs> true. <laughs> But I was like, oh, man, now we've got him as like a, a character character. And uh, I'm going to I'm going to take this back to that Hulk toy that I saw <laughs> where you get a little minifigure of the Watcher. So it's like, OK, well, now we've seen that the Watcher can interact with them. But I don't know if that's just because Dr. Super Strange was <laughs> like so powerful that he could talk to the Watcher or if that's just like. He was so powerful he could sense the Watcher, and the Watcher made himself present and known. I don't so. know how magic works. We don't know how the timeline works. We don't know how the magic works. We know nothing. We do. We we know literally nothing. After watching <laughs> three shows all about timeline and universes, we literally have no idea how any of it works still. So I do wonder uh, if any of the concepts or anything that we saw in this episode of Doctor Strange will be reflected or carried through to uh, No Way Home or Multiverse of Madness. I'm hoping that we aren't working with something that is tonally ideal to this because, (laughs) again, this was very, very dark and sad. But, I mean, based on what we know about Multiverse of Madness, it is going to be a much darker film than the first one. Right. Spooky scary, they said. 
I'm all right with spooky scary. I don't want weepy cryy. Mm. I don't want I don't want it to be like this episode. This episode was I don't know that I could watch something like that yeah. in live action. Like it was it was just depressing. Marvel has had no chill lately with <laughs> the sadness. Like this show is almost every week sadness. And then the Loki yeah. show, lots of sadness. Falcon and the Winter Soldier, sadness. WandaVision overwhelming sadness yeah yeah <laughs> yeah they're just hitting us over and over again and it's like oh my gosh like can we just I, have one of these where everyone's happy it is one of the things that i enjoy about marvel i like that they show us that these super powered people also have emotions and consequences <laughs> and things like that like i enjoy yeah. that part of it so it's like thank you marvel but also i agree give us a break hit us with like a guardians one every now and then you know what i mean like just show us something funny and fun and at the end you're like woohoo like yeah one of these could be like what if things were happy for 10 minutes <laughs> well then we got 20 minutes of sadness in that episode oh man no no what if what if it was just the party scene from age of ultron for 30 minutes <laughs> no, where everyone just, uh... is friends and hanging out <laughs> What if it's just Zemo dancing? <gasps> yes. Yeah. What if yeah. Zemo danced <laughs> for 30 minutes? I'd watch it. They just play increasingly like absurd <laughs> songs in the background. Eventually it's like Cotton Eye Joe and he's just out there getting it. <laughs> <laughs> well, before we go uh, or wrap up, I guess, um, we'll, we'll send it over to Luke for his last thoughts and then we'll give our last thoughts. So Luke. So, Going into my final thoughts. So this episode actually gave me some similar vibes to I got with Gotham Knight. So I'm going to go into DC world for just a second, and I'll explain my reasonings why. So if you're not familiar with Gotham Knight, Gotham Knight came out um, in between Batman Begins and The Dark Knight. It's an animated film, but it's actually multiple short stories from various Japanese artists. Um, but as a collection... It's uh, showing you more in-depth of Batman. And I believe this is all set up in the same universe as Nolan's films. So as a viewer, you're kind of watching the growth of Batman and you're getting more understandings to his uh, values and why he does the things that he does and you know why he chooses not to use guns and things like that. So I'm kind of looking at this episode in a very similar way to is this potentially what we're going to see in Doctor Strange 2 Multiverse of Madness? This episode is dark. It is more of a horrific type, a horror-esque uh, type episode. And it's going to make me a little bit nervous because I feel like this could be setting up expectations for what we're, what we're going to see in this next Doctor Strange film. I just don't want it to, to mimic this exactly. I just want this to be just a subtle little taste but we get even more within that film going more into this horror, scarier type element. Um, I could be completely off here because this is what if, and it's, you know, what if all these other things happen, but I'm really leaning that this, this could be the start of something very special that we're going to see a bigger glimpse into what we're going to expect. Maybe even in the next uh, Spider-Man film. And also let's kind of like, just really look at this, this evil version of strange for one second. Like, could this be the biggest reference to Mephisto that we get? I mean, 
it still consistently feels like this is the clue that we're getting that that this is who we're going to see uh, potentially strange and Wanda and Spider-Man all fight together. I don't know, but that's just the feeling I'm getting from this as well. So overall, this episode probably will rank very high for me when we kind of do our uh, finale once we get through this, these next five episodes. But as depressing as this one is, it's one I feel like I will go rewatch again because I think there are a lot more clues within this one uh, than we've really found already, especially going into Doctor Strange 2. So uh, that's my thoughts. Um, yeah, enjoy this episode. All right, Elisa, how about you? What are your last thoughts on this episode? Or um, anything that we missed talking about, I guess. I can't think of anything that we missed out on talking about, except that I made a note about how pretty the sunlight coming through the guy's hat was. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wow, this is some next level animation. Look at those little sunbeams coming through. <laughs> but yeah, other than I really hope next week is at least slightly happier than this week. I have I nothing left to say. <laughs> I think for my last thoughts, I, I definitely agree that I, I want a lighter hearted episode. It doesn't have to be all, you know, rainbows and unicorns as they say but, but it could be. i maybe like a couple like give me like six rainbows and two unicorns and i'll enjoy the episode i want a little a little break from the two sad episodes in a row. <laughs> um speaking of good things not sad things <laughs> <laughs> go check out our patreon if you haven't already because we have exclusive content only for patreon subscribers uh, we talked about the spider-man no way home trailer you can also catch a small snippet of that on our youtube channel and on instagram and we'll soon post it on facebook too um, because i'm terrible and i forgot to do that after i posted on youtube so <gasps> we will do that uh, we also have uh, our legacy movies uh, that we've been talking about we're going through the x-men movies so right now we have x-men first class and x-men future past i almost said back to future past and i was like that's <laughs> that's not, not right <laughs> um so those are the two that we have up right now but we're slowly going to work through them we are working through them in an order so that's why we started with first class and not x1 or whatever you call the first x-men movie mm -hmm. yeah also order with quotation marks around it <laughs> Yeah, yeah, a loose order because we're about to get real messed up after the next movie. Uh, I'm not looking forward to it. Mm. Um, oh, that's right, you haven't seen it, so that's right. <laughs> I hope Wait. you're not looking forward to it either. Well, I mean, I've seen I've seen Apocalypse. I haven't seen War Dark Phoenix. I haven't seen Dark Phoenix, and I haven't seen uh, the Wolverine Origins movie. Oh yeah. Oh, so well, that one's good. I mean. Is it? I enjoy it. I mean, it's better than Dark Phoenix. Okay. <laughs> That's something to look forward to. <laughs> um, on that note, definitely follow us on social uh, where you can interact with us, answer our weekly questions, tell us what you thought about the episode, tell us what your friends thought about the episode, and also tell them to tell us what they thought about it. So that's more people. So get them to listen to our episodes. Spread the word. Ages of Mace every wednesday we have cookies uh we do <laughs> you can't have them but 
we do have them mm-hmm. somewhere. Uh, <laughs> so I guess um, this week I'll try to think up a, a one line or two. Lead us out on. Um, All right, someone else has to do this. I'm so excited. See, this is hard, isn't it? I, it is really hard. I'm looking around the room to see if I have anything for inspiration. You made yourself do this, and it's still hard. I know. I know. <laughs> I, I should have thought about it beforehand. <laughs> um, what a long, strange trip it's been. Because Doctor Strange. <laughs> <laughs> see you all next week. Bye. <laughs>